0: Welcome to the I Am Healing Strong Podcast. I'm Jim Mann, along with my very, very dear friend,
1: Allie Powell. You weren't going to finish that?
0: (laughs) Well, you're probably looking around for somebody.
1: I was waiting to see who you were going to say. I didn't know if you wanted me to enter my name or not.
0: Yeah, you can enter your name now.
1: Allie Powell.
0: Excellent, Allie. Well, it's exciting for Allie right now. As we record this, she is about to go off to the World Series.
1: Yes, I'm gonna play, I'm just kidding, (laughs) I'm gonna gonna watch them play, but this is my husband's team um, has made it to the World Series for the first time in their school history, so.
0: See, you married a winner.
1: I, I did. I'm gonna do a whole lot of praying and keeping my fingers crossed.
0: That's right. Life will be easier if you married a loser.
1: True. But less stressful but, at least.
0: Yes, but it's more exciting.
1: it, it is. Winner. Yeah.
0: So next time we uh, have a podcast episode, you'll be able to say, Hey, we won. Okay. I hope
1: so. Gosh, I, I, I hope expect. so. Let's see. <laughs>
0: well, speaking of winners, today we're talking to the Kiri Spencer. Hmm?
1: She yeah, she is a winner if you're if you're talking about I mean, man, just persevering in life, right?
0: Yeah, she doesn't play baseball, though.
1: Oh, that's, that's okay. I mean, she does a lot of other things.
0: Yes, she's an actor or actress. What do you say these days? I think it all goes to actor. Because I it? still say actress.
1: I that's new. I didn't know that.
0: She's also a producer, she's from San Francisco, she's lived in New York, L.A., went to college in Atlanta. She's been around.
1: She's, she's done a little bit of everything, hasn't she? She could teach you a thing or two, Jim.
0: And she did. Oh. That's why I sound smarter right now.
1: Oh, okay. You learned all about producing?
0: Mm, All about it, yes. But she has a cancer journey. She had breast cancer while she was pregnant with her little son.
1: Oh, I know. I can't imagine. She's just so tough. Here's her story.
0: You are an actress, a filmmaker, and health and wellness advocate. You sound pretty busy.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Some days I'm really busy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What got you involved with that? What Obviously, it's something you wanted to do.
2: Yes. Um, Since I was a little girl, like I'm going to tell my age, star search. I've always wanted to be on star search. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I've always wanted to act. I loved expressing myself And writing and creating dances and poetry and entering poetry contests. And I, like, I love it. Um, And once I realized that I could make a living um, telling stories and being another person, like a different character, although it's kind of still me, I was like, yeah, I want to do that.
0: So you went and got a bachelor's degree in, in mass media arts with a concentration in film that's like that's one of those very broad um, <laughs> degrees, but then you did concentrate in film, so that narrows it down, right? Because you're thinking, what is mass media arts? Obviously, it's all kinds of expression and storytelling yes. and all that kind of stuff. So you've done a lot of films, you've produced them, you've acted in them. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Right. Were you in Rocky 6?
2: <laughs> I wish I was.
0: <laughs> yes. That would have been great. Well, maybe Rocky 13 when it comes out, you can be in that. <laughs> so where'd you grow up?
2: I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, oh. I was born in San Francisco, and I grew up about 30 minutes north in Vallejo, California, hmm. which is right next to Napa. I don't know if there's some baseball fans, but if you know who CeCe Sabathia is or the musician Her, they're both from Vallejo, California.
0: Oh, look at that. Yeah. And where is Clark Atlanta University?
2: It's in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: That's what I'm assuming. I thought, well, maybe there's, you know.
2: Right, right. there?
0: (laughs) So you came all the way across the country to go to college.
2: I did. I did. I actually, I was at um, San Francisco State University and I had some friends who were going to school in Atlanta and I came for spring break and I loved it. And that next semester I was enrolled at Clark Atlanta university.
0: Wow. So you love humidity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a whole nother story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Atlanta gets a little hot and the traffic is great too. (laughs) But but other than that, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is.
0: You've always been kind of healthy because you have a dad who's a health nut, right? I do. Wheat grass and everything.
2: Yes. Yes. In the 90s, it's like, dad, what are you doing? Like, what is that grass that you're growing (laughs) in the kitchen? (laughs) He had a dehydrator. He had a Vitamix, eating quinoa, juicing. What? Yeah. And- we were like, oh, what is this? We don't want yeah. any of that. Something's wrong with try. dad. All right. Something's wrong with dad. <laughs> I mean, we would eat our fruits and vegetables, but you know, that was a whole nother level. Hmm. And then as we got older, we realized that okay, dad's not crazy.
0: <laughs> He's on to something.
2: He's on to something.
0: What got him involved in that?
2: My his mom, my grandmother, um, she had some health issues. She had a um, a pacemaker, and she was also diabetic. Mm. And so he would go with her to her appointments, and you know, trying to find solutions. This was like in the eighties, and he started researching and figuring out like what to eat and how to prevent that. Because his dad also had heart disease, and he didn't want that to be him. And that's what inspired him to change his health and. Start doing things differently.
0: He was before his time, wasn't he?
2: He was. He was.
0: Yeah, people like that, I remember thinking of them as tree huggers and just <laughs> kind of wild hippies. Like, okay.
2: Exactly. And this is the San Francisco Bay Area, too, so, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. That's incredible. But now I'm like, now I cherish that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, wheatgrass, all that stuff. It's, you know, I didn't, who knew? I thought it was just something in your yard.
2: <laughs> right i was like what is wheatgrass what is that
0: i know i'd go past that and go to mcdonald's and get a, a healthy cheeseburger
2: yep <laughs> some chicken nuggets and everything yeah i wasn't that
0: <laughs> bright but most of us don't seem to be when it comes to eating
2: <laughs> that is so
0: true well what happened when you got out of college did you go back to san francisco you said
2: um not for a while okay um I went to LA for a little bit and I got my first job in TV and then I moved to New York for two years. Yeah, I was working at a law firm and while I was starting out in my career, then I eventually started working for BET Networks in New York and then decided I want to be closer to my family and always wanted to live in LA again. Hmm. (laughs) This time I'm going to stay. And um, I moved to LA, I was working in TV. And then that's when I started producing films and really started acting. Um, yeah, so I was in LA for 10 years. And then my husband ended up getting a job in Atlanta working on a TV show. He's an editor. And Yeah, that's when everything kind of (laughs) changed.
0: Where did you meet him?
2: We actually met in Atlanta at Clark Atlanta University.
0: Okay, yes. (laughs)
2: Last year in college we met, so we didn't know each other prior to that.
0: (laughs) Okay, look how God does these kind of things.
2: Right. (laughs) That's
0: weird because I grew up in Baltimore, and little did I know, my future wife grew up in Cumberland, Maryland, but we met in Florida going to two separate colleges.
2: Wow. It's kind
0: of weird, but you know, she got lucky and uh, she found me.
2: (laughs) That's so cool. My husband's from Maryland, by the way.
0: Oh yeah. What part?
2: He is from Fort Washington. Okay. And I have actually have a lot of family in Baltimore. So I've been there several times.
0: Man, we could know each other.
2: Right. Except (laughs) I
0: I did leave there in 81, but (laughs) I might've missed you. (laughs) When I left there, the Colts left the next year, Oprah left to move to uh, Chicago, and she did okay.
2: I didn't know the Colts was from Baltimore. Yes.
0: Oh my goodness, yes.
2: Okay, I just learned something new. Thank you. I did not know.
0: Yeah, it's back in the day of Johnny Unitas, and I watched him play Joe Namath. It was amazing. And then they left, but then I had already gone to Florida, so what a big
2: deal.
0: <laughs> I understand you got pregnant. yes. And then you had a diagnosis at the same time.
2: Yes. It's not yes. good. No, not good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was originally misdiagnosed because of the type of cancer and where it was. So prior to my husband taking a job in Atlanta to work on a show, we were in LA and out the blue one day, like I was trying to be fit pregnant and so like work out a little bit. But the next day, um, like there was like inflammation. So I was diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer. And I thought because I was pregnant, I was about four or five months that, you know, the milk was starting to form. And so maybe that's what that was. Hmm. And about a month goes by and I just knew like something wasn't right. And so I go and I see my OBGYN and She looks at it and she's like calling the surgeon immediately, telling me that I need to go see him so they can figure it out because it's definitely not regular. It's not normal what she saw. And so I did and he did a punch biopsy, um, which is like right underneath the skin. And then I got a a ton of different um, ultrasounds done, but they couldn't see anything. The punch biopsy came back negative, but they still wanted to do ultrasounds. And so when my husband found out he was going to take this job in Atlanta, I ended up getting a whole new team. They were like, okay, let's see another surgeon. And that's when they performed a needle biopsy. And that's when I found out. And it was, it's so interesting because it happened during breast cancer awareness month. Hmm. And um, the night before, like it's uh, what, Sunday night football. And there was like, the NFL was doing something with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I just remember having this sinking feeling. Mm. Like I just kind of knew something was not right. And then the next morning at like eight o'clock in the morning, I had like back-to-back calls and the surgeon had left a message and saying to call. And right before I could call, he's calling me back. And that's when he tells me that um, I had breast cancer. And I was 30, I was 36 weeks pregnant. Wow. Yeah.
0: It still kind of puts chills down your spine, doesn't it?
2: It really does. It really does. Um, And a lot of it, I mean, I'm sure with any diagnosis, you know, that would happen. I think because like I was so young and I was pregnant and, you know, you, you think you're doing all of the right things and then... It's like, what is going on? Like, how did this even happen? And again, I was like, because I was, I was pregnant and, and it really scared me because I'm like, okay, is my son okay? And what's also so interesting about that is like my son, we were thinking about baby names for him. This was like right around the time that I started, the first time I went to see a surgeon in LA, God gave me the name Jace. And apparently his name means healer in like Greek and Hebrew, I believe. Wow. And I had no idea that I knew something was wrong, but I, I, I never would have thought it would have been that. So it's like, I get chills because I, it's just, as you can tell, like I can't even put into words. Wow. So
0: I'm sure that scared your husband, something fierce.
2: Yeah, it did. And he's... He's not a crier or anything like that, but like to see him whew, whenever I think about that to see him break down like that, hmm. I've never probably only one other time, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot.
0: No, that was back in 2017,
2: uh, 2016.
0: 16,
2: mm-hmm.
0: wow, that's the year I got diagnosed. Really, yeah,
2: there's a lot of people who were diagnosed in 2016. We're like twins.
0: <laughs> Except you have perfect teeth so it really makes me mad. But yeah, mine was a different. I had melanoma. So what else? Yeah, October. No, September in 2016 and I was at Disney when I got my call. What?
2: Thought like about, Disney, like Walt Disney World? Yeah. Wow. That was rude. That was rude. <laughs> at Walt Disney World out of all places.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't give me my money back. <laughs> 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 but I'm okay. I'm okay now.
2: Praise God. That's good.
0: Yes. Well, back to your story. So what happened at that point? Obviously, you, you had your child. Yes. Did they operate after that or what happened?
2: So I ended up having my child, um, when was that? Like t- three weeks later. They, after my diagnosis, they wanted me to, uh, like I met with the entire team. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to do everything, uh, chemo, double mastectomy, and radiation. And I just knew that when they left the room after they went down the plan, you know, told me the plan, Mm -hmm. um, like I started crying, but I was like laughing, which is so weird because I was just like all of this stuff is not going to happen to me. And not that I'm like knocking any of those things. I just knew like in my spirit that there was something like different that -hmm. was going to happen. And I don't know what it was. um, But I just knew something, it was something different. Like not everything that they said that was going to happen was going to happen to me, which is so ironic because literally Probably the next day or the day after is when I was doing a ton of research and I found Healing Strong. Wow. Y'all were having a conference and I went. And that's when I met Susie Mm -hmm. and Courtney and I was emailing Susie and then she told like, how did I find out about it? Maybe Chris Wark or something like that.
0: It's always Chris.
2: He said, "It's always Chris."
0: (laughs) That's how I found them too through Chris. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's so funny. And look, we're all we're all right here. We're here today. We're
0: all all here, healing strong.
2: (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) healing strong.
0: Right. So, so what? uh, What you do? You started eating like your dad, the uh, wheatgrass king.
2: (laughs) I sure did. I really did. Like my dad. He started sending me all kinds of stuff. He was hmm. in Oakland, California, and I'm in Atlanta, and he's like sending me all these things. And um, so, yeah, like once I had my son Jace, he I started, you know, doing all the research even before that. And I thought I was eating healthy before, but no, this was like on a whole different level.
0: Yes. Um,
2: I eliminated so many things, especially sugar. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anything processed, um, just so healthy, you know, my entire diet. And it's so crazy because like I ended up losing a ton of weight, a ton of baby weight, and it wasn't intentional. So, you know, like sometimes when you're, well, I don't know if you have this problem. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you know, uh, it seems like sometimes it's hard. But I wasn't even trying to lose weight. I was just trying to, you know, eat healthy and the best that I can. And then I ended up losing all of this weight. So um, I was eating healthy. Um, I knew that I had to see a holistic doctor. And so I did. And my first holistic doctor, he told me that, you know, I didn't have to do chemo if I didn't want to. Like I could just start with targeted therapy. Um, he was basically telling me that I had options that I hmm. didn't know that I had. Cause you know, you think, oh, I have to do these things that yeah. the doctors telling me. And um, so I felt good about that. Cause I was scared. I yeah. was scared of needles. I was scared of everything. Yeah. So I got a new oncologist in the Bay area. So I ended up moving home to the Bay area. After my diagnosis, Hmm. um, I knew that I needed to be there with my family, like my mother and father and my brothers and sisters. And a huge part of that is because I knew I needed to laugh and I wanted to feel like myself and I wanted to feel like home. And so that's why I went back. And so I got a new oncologist and she was okay with me just doing targeted therapy. Although she said- You know, only 10% of the people who do only targeted therapy without chemo will it work for. I ended up being part of the 10%. Mm -hmm. And then God was like, okay, I want you to do chemo. And I was like, oh, I really didn't want to do chemo. But when God said that, I was like, okay, if he's telling me to do this, because the type of cancer that I had was growing so fast that um, and it had metastasized. Right. So that's part of the reason. And at that time, I, I joined a, my husband's cousin asked me to join her prophetic prayer group. Mm-hmm. And I had asked them, you know like it's confirmation. It's like God's telling me to do this. And you know, they all prayed, they were interceding, and then they were like, yeah, we hear the same thing and like we they were all saying how they got this vision of me as I'm getting chemo in the hospital that it's basically like the Holy Trinity (laughs) like surrounding me. And so that gave me peace. Although I was really scared, that gave me peace about it. And then I did chemo that was like in January of twenty seventeen. And then I had to get my next scan in like February. At the end of February. And then that's when my doctor came back and was like, there's no more cancer in your body.
0: That's a good sound.
2: Yeah, that was a good sound. (laughs) (laughs) And I I will also say, like, I ended up getting another holistic doctor who specializes in um, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And she did all of these tests, you know, to see if I was deficient in anything. She helps me with sleep, helped me with whatever vitamins and supplements i needed to take so i found out i was severely deficient in vitamin d hmm. and there were like different inflammation markers that lit up and i was like a, i was like my vitamin d level was a 6 that is so deficient so i was on like 50000 ius of vitamin d three times a week and taking 5000 ius every day but even while i was on chemo within like 6 weeks my vitamin D level was optimal level. It was like 85 or something like that. So I attribute, like there's so many different things that I did, but God, he was telling me like all the things to do and I listened and I and I didn't do anything unless God told me to do it. And I think that was the biggest thing. Like even in my my darkest hour, people thought I was crazy. But yeah. I didn't do anything unless God told me to do it.
0: Yeah. What does he know?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate healer, you know, the physician, the alpha, yeah. the omega, you know, we can go on.
0: <laughs> just because he created us doesn't mean he knows us.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So I'm thinking like the chemo that shrunk the cancer, usually when people do that, then they just go back to the regular life and eat, you know, garbage like they were before. And yeah. they think they're okay now, but it's, uh, you know, the downside of chemo is that it also destroys good cells, your immune mm-hmm. system, stuff like that. But because you were eating right and doing the right thing, is it true that, you know, your immune system was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh stealth army that's
2: yeah. ready to take
0: it on and kind of <laughs> brought you back to
2: health? Yeah, definitely. Like I did all the things, um, yeah. And yeah, like, I I mean, I did not go back to that. Like, I I will say, like, there was a point in time when I was, like, super obsessed with everything I put in my mouth. And even God was like, calm down. (laughs) Relax. Stop, relax. Like, I used to love french fries. I'm like, oh, my God, I just want a french fry. So it's like, okay, just (laughs) eat a fry. Like, you know, eat something. Okay, you want a treat? Okay, maybe eat the healthiest version of it. Like you don't have to go off the deep end, but like treat yourself a little bit, you know? And because I was really like doing the things to help build my immune system. Um, I didn't have any side effects from chemo outside of losing my hair, uh, which now I know like some people, they get the cold caps if they don't want to entirely like lose their hair. But, um, And then, I mean, this may be TMI, I was like constipated like one time. But other than that, like, you know, there's a dip in your energy and then it comes right back, you know, after that, those couple of days, it's like I'm back, you know, and I started walking and being out in the sun and like just doing all the things that I love because I'm like, you know, no matter what happens tomorrow, I can enjoy my life today and really start thriving. And so I made a list of all the things I wanted to do in the Bay Area that I've never done. And I, you know, I'm from there. And I had started doing that. I really started living my life and putting my energy into living. That was like game changer for me. Um, Cause I, I, you know, we can focus on all the negative or, you know, why me and all these things, which is, definitely a natural reaction to have. But that was always putting me in a dark space, especially if I would focus on it too much. And so I was like, mm-hmm. let me flip this and let me focus on all the positive things. And of course, having a, you know, a child made me want to live even more and enjoy all of these moments. And so right. um, I started really focusing on that.
0: I sense that you're a person with a uh, glass half full kind of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. It's, you know I'm that way myself. And it, when you have a good attitude and you look for the good in things, that, yeah. that helps a lot in you know, healing your body, I found out.
2: Yes. You said it best. It's the whole attitude, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I did say it good, didn't I?
2: You did. <laughs> you said it perfect.
0: Well, I like what you said on, uh, there's a quote on your website. It's uh, the only thing you have to be good at is being you which that takes a lot of stress away all these years I've been trying to be Brad Pitt (laughs) I have to admit I nailed it but still (laughs) it was cramping him out so he complained so I thought well maybe I'll just be myself but it it is so much easier (laughs) to be yourself and uh, you don't have to study or anything
2: no and do you feel like I mean You know, for myself, I feel like going through this, you know, I don't wish it on anybody, but I do see the beauty of it because going through this experience has definitely taught me that lesson, you know, like to be myself and to be me and to let go of so many things. Cause I, I believe like, you know, when you start healing one part everything else starts to follow (laughs) things you didn't even think about starts to come into play. Like, okay, yeah, I probably need to, to deal with that. I need to look in the mirror. I need to do, yeah, I need Mm -hmm. to do some work with that.
0: Yes. What is thrive beyond cancer summit?
2: It's like a show that I put together where I interviewed like 21 experts who are experts in cancer, um, treating cancer, healing cancer, um, health and wellness advocates and doctors and professionals. And uh, a lot of the people that I talked to, that I interviewed, are people who helped me on my journey or people like whether I, like they personally helped me or people who helped me that they didn't know me personally, but they still helped me. (laughs) So. Yes. So I um, interviewed 21 experts, and I wanted to share that with as many people who needed that information because it really helped me. And Susie was one of those people. So
0: yeah, you brought in the big dogs.
2: I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and you can you can still access that on your website, right?
2: Yes, you can go to my website, um, Takiri.com. And there's a drop down, Thrive Beyond Cancer Summit, and it's also on YouTube. So if you um, search Thrive Beyond Cancer Summit and YouTube you will be it. you should be able to find it.
0: Wow. Well, Dakiri, you're the best Dakiri I know. <laughs> so you're doing good. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) And I'm glad your dad was one of those tree huggers back then.
2: Me too. (laughs) Me too. Because he didn't think I was, you know, crazy. Yes. (laughs) When I wanted to do all of these things after my diagnosis, (laughs) he was my biggest supporter.
0: Yeah. He's my hero. (laughs) What's he doing now?
2: He's retired. What?
0: He's too young for that.
2: Yeah. He's retired and yeah, enjoying his life.
0: Yeah, what do you used to do?
2: My dad used to actually drive a city bus in Oakland. No way. He did. Um and then he's he's so big into like education. Mm-hmm. So he loves reading books and he's into stocks and stuff and yeah, a wow. lot of the advice my dad was, you know, trying to teach us when we were younger, we didn't listen. Yeah. We're all listening now.
0: (laughs) Dad's are real dumb when we're in our teens, but when we get older, we realize they were brilliant all along.
2: For real, that's so true. (laughs) So true. I think I thank my parents all the time. I'm like, thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I used to drive uh, buses for Disney for a while, so you know, I can
2: relate. Really? Yeah. There's so many similarities here. I
0: know. I could be your dad. Yeah, maybe. Not. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my many in-between jobs. Uh, the thing when I got my diagnosis and I was at Disney, I was actually at a radio conference that my favorite time of year would go there, you know, the Christian radio conference there and called Momentum. And we're there with other uh, radio people and the artists. And it's just a great time. But they ruined it that year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. Okay, well,
0: Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time out. And we really uh, appreciate what you do and how you make the world a better place with a lot of hope and the love of Jesus.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was such, such a great, so great talking to you. And I love your voice, so. thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about that attitude? I just love
1: how positive she is. Yeah, she has a wonderful attitude. I just can't imagine as a mother going through something where your body changes so much having a baby and then battling cancer at the same time.
0: Yeah, I really can't imagine that.
1: Yeah, you, definitely, you definitely can't go there, but let me just tell you, Jim, she's something else to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and I love the attitude at the end where she's talking about, she realized she just is going to go ahead and live her life very yeah. positively and have it, you know, being an adventure like life really is.
1: Yeah. I mean, few things you can control, but one of them is your outlook and your positivity. And she, she figured that out.
0: Yep. I hope you learned from this, Allie. I'm trying. You've been listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. Every week we bring you stories of hope from people who are facing life-altering challenges and finding out that God has a plan for your life, no matter what you're facing. It's all a part of a Healing Strong organization. To find out more about Healing Strong, go to their website at healingstrong.org.